podcast, Answer Man, episode number 253. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. There is something we can all do to take our show to the next level. And sometimes taking that show to the next level is getting about 22 minutes into the recording of your most recent episode only to determine that, wow, uh, you're going way too long, my friend. You need to shorten it up and it would be quicker to re-record those first few segments of your show than it would be to edit it down. And my friends, that's what I'm doing exactly here today. In fact, I'm very excited to tell you that I have a 46-minute interview uh, a Where Are They Now interview with Gary Takis, and it is an amazing interview that I'm not going to do any editing on, and that's why I want to try to fit everything into 16 minutes. So if you don't mind, I'm going to breeze through a bunch of announcements here really fast and let you know a couple things that are going on. First and foremost, I was very honored, extremely honored to be a guest on Andrew Warner's Mixergy podcast. Now, if you guys don't, well, chances are a majority of you listening to Podcast Answer Man know all about Mixergy.com, M-I-X-E-R-G-Y.com, Andrew Warner. This guy, I thought I was picky about who I choose to to interview on my show. I mean, Andrew is very selective and rightfully so. I am ex- I, I'm the same way. I'm very protective of my brand and the messages that are related to the related to the audience. I want to make sure that it's a perfect fit for everyone involved. And to think that Andrew uh, saw me as a fit for his audience um, was an honoring experience for sure. And I just want to say that uh, my interview with Andrew on Mixergy is now online. In fact, you can uh, watch that interview if you go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash Mixergy, M-I-X-E-R-G-Y podcastanswerman.com slash Mixergy. You can watch it um, as it's embedded on my site and you'll hardly ever ask, hear me ask you not to leave a comment on my site. In fact, if you want to, you can. But there's a link in right above the video or right below the video, I can't remember. But um, it's right there where you can actually click over to his site where his post is of the video and leave a comment for Andrew if you'd like to. Uh, but again, it's podcastanswerman.com slash Mixergy. Andrew Warner, thank you so much for the amazing opportunity to to be out there. In fact, if, if you guys have not heard about Andrew Warner, to give you an idea of just how big of a deal this was for me personally, go and just go to Mixergy.com, look at the header, and look at some of the people that he interviews. And that is the bar that he has set for his brand. And, and again, I, I, it was just an honor. Thank you very much. Real quickly, also, I want to uh, give a random plug of the week. This week's random plug goes out to another podcast mastermind member who is doing something amazing. Jen Swanson is the communication diva. Check her out over there at communicationdiva.com. She is uh, devoted to, she, well, I'll tell you what, she's got a great mission and purpose in helping people succeed through communication and uh, you can read all about it. You can you can hear all about it now with her new podcast, uh, communicationdiva.com. Go check it out. If you t- If you do, do me a favor, tell Jen that you heard about her from the podcast Answer Man. Real, one, one little note on the aside there. Just over a year ago, Jen didn't even know what a blog was. <laughs> I'm not saying she didn't know what a podcast, I'm saying she didn't even know what a blog was. And today she not only has a blog, but she also has a podcast, also just recently did her very first Skype interview, and I, I couldn't be more thrilled for her. Go check it out, communicationdiva.com. Now, my friends, we're going to turn over to my good friend Dan Matson to see what he's got going over there with his wooden boats. Hi, Cliff. Dan Matson here, hooked on woodenboats.com. Hope you're doing well, Cliff. Haven't talked to you for a while, but uh, congrats on your mastermind group. 
getting that off the ground. Uh, let's see, I've got a question about affiliate marketing, Cliff. Uh, you know, I've kind of wanted to start uh, putting some affiliate marketing stuff on my website. And what I'm finding in the wooden boat community is there's kind of this um, unspoken um, culture that kind of says, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. So in other words, when I've asked some of the folks that sell like wooden boat kits or supplies, if they have an affiliate program, it's kind of like, well, no, you know, you link to us, we'll link to you and everything will be good. Uh, so <laughs> I wonder if you have any ideas, Cliff, uh, of what I can do. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something, but I've gone to three or four uh, suppliers of uh, big suppliers of wooden boat parts and kits and things and that's kind of what I've been hearing so anyway thanks for your help Cliff uh, God bless and Dan at Hooked on Wooden Boats over and out alright Dan the good news here for everybody involved is this is my second time that I get to answer this question and so much more succinctly this time uh, I have some great thoughts that I want to share with you number one first and foremost uh, Dan, I, you're still at this early stage of building your audience. Now, I haven't got a recent update of what your numbers are these days, but I, I just suspect that still today, you're you're just at the early stages of building a community around your show. So when, when you tell me that you've gone to three or four and you said big suppliers of these wooden boat parts or kits or whatever the case may be, you know, th- first and foremost, this is a traditional... Uh, non-online, non-internet savvy kind of market for the most part. Now, the thing is, the fact that you're saying they're big suppliers, chances are they do have an internet presence and stuff like that, but they may not yet perceive the value of the social web or even have very much understanding about wooden boats. So so it's going to be difficult at first to get these big suppliers to take you seriously honestly it, it really is and that shouldn't that shouldn't knock your confidence level down or anything like that and what you're doing and what value you have uh, because your value is high for whatever audience you do have but it's going to be hard to convince somebody of that right out of the gate with just a cold call here or there so my recommendation is that you play with the big boys or the big suppliers if you will in in their ball game for a while Let's get your foot in the door and let's let's think about something as small as you link to us and we'll link to you. Now, I want to ask you, do you see any drawback in a link to your site from a big supplier in wooden boats? And I personally can't think of any unless that is in some sort of conflict that you have with an advertisement of somebody else who's paying for a link to your site Whereas you're giving it to free, you know, or you're they're paying links to their for links to their site and stuff like that. It, basically, no competition here. But seeing as how you don't currently have a sponsor or an advertiser or affiliate programs that would would uh, be in jeopardy as a result of you sharing some links back and forth, you you have only to gain in my mind about sharing a link back and forth. And it's not just about you know obviously. There's the the gain that in Google, you're going to raise higher up in the ranks when people search for wooden boats because you're going to be linked to from the big suppliers. So if you can actually get the big suppliers of wooden boats, kits and parts to actually link to your site, this is huge, my friend. That's a win. That that is that's a milestone to get those big guys to to link to you and and sharing a link back to them that should be no that should be a no brainer as long as it doesn't um you know like I said conflict with those agreements that you have with anybody else which you don't have yet so by all means do that and here's the thing this is where the other part comes in I would actually link to them and I would use a plugin called Pretty Links. Uh, you can actually get Pretty Link Lite, and I, it's still the version that I use. It's free. You can get it in the WordPress plugin directory. And basically what you'll want to do is, is you go in and you set it up to where people go into, let's just say, hookedonwoodenboats.com slash you know, company A, and that's the link that you set up. And then what you do is you make sure Pretty Links would send that click right on through to company A. And what I would do is I would prepare a quarterly update 
you know, and also having analytics, you know, Google Analytics or something like that running on your site. And about once every three months, I would I would actually have that contact person who's provided a link to my site from their site and vice versa. That person that I was working with, I would reach out to them three months later and say, hey, I just wanted to give you an update and say, man, I can't thank you enough. I was just looking at my site analytics and I see that out of the X number of visitors who have been to my site, I see that, you know, 40 some odd, you know, 40 people click through and and have been exposed to my brand as a result of the exposure you've given me. Thank you so much for that. Also, I'm, I, I have a great system for tracking my links that I've provided to your site and I see that we've sent X number of people to yours. You know, if you can ever think of any way that I can help drive even further traffic to you, I would love to discuss options that are available. You know, here, you know, and, and just oh, continually keep that relationship open. And here's the th- situation. One of these days, those big suppliers, they're going to hear about this thing called the social web and the value of online advertising and relationship uh, permission based marketing and marketing to people who have niche audiences. And my friends, Dan, if you can get in there and have those relationships, you'll be one of the first people people turn to. And here's the other thing that I wanted to say is, is you're talking about the big suppliers and that you want to three or four. And this is the answer that you've got. Well, I don't know how many suppliers there are in your industry for wooden boats, but I would assume that there's more than three or four. And I would assume also that there are not only just big suppliers, but there's probably some medium-sized suppliers. And I would certainly reach out to as many of those people as you can. Again, don't be, you know, don't don't get hurt if all you can get is a, you know, you link to us, we'll link to you. Get Build those relationships. Take anything you can get to get your foot in the door and continue to grow and take things to the next level. You got to start somewhere. The next thing that I wanted to say is the small suppliers. And I'm talking about the mom or pops. I'm talking about the people who are making stuff for wooden boats out of their garage. And you know what? They've got an amazing product. And you know they exist. I know they exist. I don't know specifically what they are, but I have to know that they exist. You got somebody who's probably making special wood glue for wood boats out of their garage that just rivals anything that anybody else has out there. And the thing is, is they they have a good profit margin probably when they sell this product and they they would do really well. But chances are they just aren't the greatest at marketing things. Maybe they don't even have a good website. Chances are you could reach out to those people and and come up with some kind of great um, affiliate, you know, offline affiliate relationship with them. And and even with me personally, I'm very technical and I still don't have an automated affiliate system yet. I, I have a few hand selected affiliate relationships that I've offered to a couple of people that that actually love my products uh, beyond what you can imagine. And it, and it's only a few products that I offer the affiliate relationship on. Not everything that I do. But um, I track it by, you know, it, it's an honor system. It really is. People tell me, I ask people, how did you hear about me? And if somebody says, I heard about you through this, or if I have a shopping cart set up and they use a promo code that I gave out personally to somebody, then then I pay them a commission or on that. And so you may want to work out some reach out to some of the smaller people as well. And then Dan, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I just did something. I personally, Cliff Ravenscraft, am the proud owner of Wooden Boat. Uh, is, is it WoodenBoatsWeekend.com or wooden? It's WoodenBoatWeekend.com, I believe. Let me just check that and make sure. Hold on one second. Um, WoodenBoatWeekend.com. And and the reason why I purchased this is not because I want to be a cyber squatter. But here's what I'm about ready to tell you, Dan. I've I've mentioned this to you at least once before, and I noticed still today, WoodenBoatWeekend.com was still available. I own it now. I'm willing to sell this to you at any point in the future for what I paid for it. I'm not going to charge you the $1,500 that I had to pay for PodcastMastermind.com because somebody else heard I was creating a Podcast Mastermind and hid behind some third-party, you know, let me sell you cyber-squatted domain services. Thank you very much, you Mr. Anonymous person. I'm glad that you got my $1,500 and I got my domain. I'm not bitter or anything, but uh, let me just say, here's the situation. Wooden Boat Weekend. 
this workshop, you find somebody who's got these, I've seen the pictures on your site. You've got people you've interviewed that have the most amazing workshops I've ever seen in my life. It's like, wow, I would love to just stand in that room and touch the wood that's been planed with those tools and 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 have a hands-on demonstration of how that works. And I could care less about wooden boats, but I would love to take my son there. And and just for like $800 for a wooden boat weekend, a uh, uh, you know, a Saturday, all day Saturday event or all day Saturdays, half day Sunday event. You charge $800, you get $400 profit for you, $400 profit for the other person who actually owns this place. You're doing all the marketing. He's doing all the teaching and, and the using of his space. You limit it to 10 people per weekend. That's $4,000 for you, $4,000 for your friend. All right. So, so there you go. And, and then I just did the math. If you did that once a month, that's $48,000 per year, $48,000 per year. That's not bad income, my friend, uh, for somebody who's just started out in podcasting. Now, again, I don't, these are the kind of creative ways that you have to think about, um, doing things with a podcast. It's not just, you know, go out and, and, build something and 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 it just comes to you and people all of a sudden take notice. It takes a lot of time, it like takes a lot of creativity and I do recommend that you you consider moving forward with some some creative ways of building those relationships but also finding other ways to to do this. And still if I'm not mistaken I I think you're still within the first year of hooked on wooden boats and by golly, continue to do what you can to build those relationships and and look out for ways that you can do what this what, what we call this um, wooden boat weekend deal or this idea that I have. It'd be a joint venture. It, it, it's it's you, you're joining together with something, something somebody else is doing and the two of you join together and you both profit from it. And, and it's it's a great way. And the cool thing is, is he act, he will actually know people who he can invite that aren't in your podcast audience, you will know people in your podcast audience, hopefully because you've been building those relationships with those people and and slowly you build it and, and market it and some exciting things can happen. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Moving on to our interview. I'll, that's what we're gonna do. I was going to bring you more, but I realize I wanna keep this show just about an hour and I figure we're going to have to do that. So I'll tell you what, this interview does not need a lot of introduction. So we're just going to get right into it. And I hope that you enjoy. Okay, everybody, I have on the line with me right now, Gary Tackix from the Thriving Dentist Podcast. Gary, I am so happy to have you on the show, my friend. Well, Cliff, it's mutual. I'm excited to be here. I've been really looking forward to this interview. Now, I am interested in finding out how you got introduced into the world of podcasting because before we hit record, you were telling me that just over a year ago, you had never even heard of this platform. (laughs) You know, uh, Cliff, I'm not embarrassed to tell you uh, and your listeners that uh, a year ago, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Can imagine that. So, how did you find out? Well, it's actually a very interesting story. Um, I read uh, a wonderful book uh, from a mentor uh, of yours and mine, Mitz Joel, uh, wrote a book called Six Pixels of Separation. And as I was reading his book, uh, he talked about um, how you can really use new media uh, to uh, influence people. And uh, it was so interesting to me that uh, I, I literally just jumped in with both feet. And it was his book, it was Mitch Joel's book, uh, Six Pixels of Separation, that started me uh, on my quest to learn more about how to use uh, different media. And, and, and podcasting was one of the forms uh, of, of media that uh, Mitch Joel is very fond of. And uh, that was where I first heard about it, uh, right about a year ago right now. So you heard about podcasting. What was the first podcast that you remember subscribing to and and checking out? Oh, you'll love this. Uh, Another one of my uh, mentors uh, uh, is Seth Godin. And so when I first heard about podcasts, I went to iTunes and I typed in Seth Godin and you would not believe what podcast came up. Uh, Let's see here. I would imagine that the Lynchpin podcast from Andy Traub, perhaps. That's exactly what came up. So the unofficial 
Lynchpin podcast with Andy Traub came up. And that was the very first podcast that I subscribed to on iTunes was the uh, unofficial uh, Lynchpin podcast by Andy Traub. And, 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 and that's how I met you. Uh, so if, if, if I may continue the story, so I was listening uh, to uh, the Lynchpin, the unofficial Lynchpin podcast by Andy Traub, and uh, I really liked uh, Andy's uh, approach, and I, I liked uh, uh, his uh, philosophy about business, and uh, uh, the next one that I subscribed to was uh, your and Andy's podcast together, and, and that led me to podcast uh, Answer Man. Excellent, and, and that's one of the things I love about this your story is, you know, a lot of people talk about how podcasting is just too difficult, you know, and, and podcasting isn't uh, like what it used to be. It doesn't have that same upward swing of new audience members. And, and there have even been people in the past, believe it or not, who have said podcasting is dead. And I just <laughs> don't understand where these people are come from because, Gary, your story is not uncommon. I know thousands of people personally. I know thousands of people who just got introduced to podcasting in 2011 and now in 2012. And the reason I know that is because I've introduced thousands of people to their very first podcast with the Hunger Games fan podcast. So so you, you read a book. You said, wow, this new media, there's this thing called podcasting. This guy's talking about it. I, I go to iTunes. I search for Seth Godin. And you find Andy Traub, and of course, that leads you to Business Tech Weekly. He and I did that, and then you started listening to Podcast Answer Man. And within a few short months, I think you signed up for Podcasting A to Z, didn't you? Correct, Cliff. It was your July uh, Podcasting A to Z course, uh, because as soon as I discovered Podcast Answer Man, uh, and and Cliff, I want to take a minute and just thank you for uh, just the inspiration that you've been to me, uh, the inspiration and guidance that you've been to me. Because when I first started to learn about podcasting, um, it was intimidating to me because I didn't know anything about it. It was it was uncharted territory for me. And uh, you ha- were starting to do your podcasting A to Z courses, and uh, my daughter and I, Lexi and I, uh, enrolled in your July podcasting A to Z course. And uh, it was fabulous. It was absolutely fabulous because I was you. You demystified uh, the the art and science of podcasting, and you made it accessible. And you, and and it was at that moment that I decided that I need to do a podcast for myself. Yes. So before we start talking about your podcast and when you got launched in this journey, I want to talk a little bit more about you, Gary, professionally prior to podcasting. Tell us tell us who you are and what you do for a living and what you've been doing for a living. Well, thanks, Cliff. It's been uh, about 30 years for me in, in my on my professional career, and my expertise is the business side of dentistry. And uh, how's that for a niche, Cliff? Yeah, that, I mean, you definitely you want to help dentists learn how to be more effective at running their business or their practice, if you will. That's right. I'm not a dentist. I, I never have been. Uh, my entire professional background is the business side of dentistry. Whoa! And for the wait last, a second. I didn't even know this. So, so wait. A, you mean to tell me that your professional career is helping dentists run more effective business, but you're not even a dentist yourself? That's, <laughs> not a dentist myself. <laughs> are you telling me that it's possible to serve a niche where you are not already an expert yourself in that niche? That's, I'm, I'm living, breathing proof of that, Cliff. So how did this start? I mean, you're, so you're into business. What, how did you get into the, the dental niche? Well, still, while I was in college, I, I attended the university, I graduated from the University of Oregon. Uh, that makes me a fighting duck, by the way, uh, Cliff. Uh, but uh, I graduated from the University of Oregon. While I was still in college, I had a young family and had to support my family. And uh, I went to work for a consulting firm that happened to work with physicians and dentists. Okay. And I spent about the next uh, six years working for two different uh, consulting firms, learning my business, learning my craft. And it was 1988. Uh, that I decided that uh, I had uh, received enough background and enough education and enough experience that I could hang a shingle and start my own consulting firm. And so in 1988, uh, I started my own consulting firm uh, that specialized in working with dentists on the business side of their practice. And uh, so we we help dentists develop more profitable and enjoyable practices. And really what my mission is all about, Cliff, is uh, I want to help more people have great oral health. You know, there's just so many benefits, uh, to, uh, health and, and uh, appearance, 
uh, wellness benefits to having great oral health, that I want to help as many people as possible have great oral health. And the way we do that is by helping dentists thrive, helping them develop profitable and enjoyable uh, practices that allow them to help more patients have great oral health. Excellent. So you decided to start your own business back in 1988, you said? 1988, I hung a shingle and uh, started my own business. It was terrifying. <laughs> Cliff, I know you can identify with that. I had a young family, had uh, uh, young children. We, we now have uh, four kids, but uh, we had uh, two young ones at home. And uh, my wife was uh, a school teacher. Uh, she taught kindergarten. And uh, it was absolutely terrifying, but uh, it was something that I was destined to do. And, and uh, in 1988, hung a shingle and started my own consulting firm. When you offered those consulting sessions or, or you know, the services, what kind of services were you offering? Were you, was it all mainly on site back then or, or did you do classes? Actually, a combination. It was a combination of things, uh, Cliff. Um, lecturing and providing courses was one uh, avenue uh, that I've been very involved in since the beginning of my career. Uh, Cliff, I've actually had the privilege of presenting over 11,000 hours of continued education courses at seminars and uh, association meetings, study club meetings, uh, postgraduate settings in universities and so on. So I've actually provided over 11,000 hours uh, of, of live courses. So part of my uh, business model was to provide live courses. Uh, another part of my uh, business model was to go out and do on-site uh, coaching and training where I would visit offices and spend time observing and get to understand their operation and then provide recommendations in the form of uh, coaching and consulting with those offices all over the country. Uh, I've had the privilege of working with offices from 48 states, uh, six provinces in Canada, uh, and uh, it's been uh, just a, 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 an absolute joy. I, I count myself one of the fortunate few. Uh, someone told me a long time ago that if you pick something to do that you love to do, you never have to work a day in your life. And uh, although uh, I've spent many uh, 80 and 100 hour weeks, I, I don't feel like it's been work. I feel like it's been an absolute passion. I know that feeling as well. I, you know, I, w People call me a workaholic and I'm like, well, I guess <laughs> you can call it work. So... Now, I'm going to put my stuff self out here. And of course, the cool thing about post-production is I could edit this out if I'm wrong. But Gary, are you, the, are you the client that I worked with a long time ago that told me that you had instruction classes where you would bring people out to do continuing ed, but also race car driving and motorcycle <laughs> uh, cross-country biking and stuff? Your, your memory serves you well, Cliff. Okay. Uh, so if I can tell you that uh, that part of the story, it's it's rather interesting. Um, outside of of my family and my work, uh, my two hobbies are uh, riding motorcycles and racing cars. And uh, so in the year 2000, I started a division of our company called Ride and Learn. This is where we would take dentists on Harley Davidson motorcycle tours, and we would combine. Uh, a serious continued education course uh, with a Harley Davidson motorcycle tour. And uh, my dealer, uh, I have a, a, a Harley dealer here in Scottsdale, Hacienda Harley Davidson, and they ship uh, 20 motorcycles wherever we go. They ship them in a tractor trailer rig. And the doctors just show up then, and we organize a four day ride uh, where each evening we provide uh, continued education courses in the lodge uh, where we end up that night. And uh, over the last uh, 12 years now, we've actually done 36 of these trips uh, all over the country, and we've developed a wonderful community of, of doctors that uh, uh, come out on these trips uh, each year. And it's uh, it's, it's developed a kind of a life of its own. We have a community of people that are, have become fast friends because of Ride and Learn. Then it was about two years later that uh, a friend of mine that's very involved in high-performance driving said, you know, Gary, not all dentists ride motorcycles, uh, but, but most are interested in driving or high-performance driving. You ought to do a division of what you do called Race and Learn. So we did just that. Uh, we go to racetracks around the country and we uh, provide a serious dental continued education course combined with a high-performance driving course. And we call it Race and Learn. And I've got to tell you, Cliff, the reason why we did those is I wanted to take dentists and their team members outside of the stuffy meeting room. You know, most most of our dental meetings are in, uh, you know, down at the Holiday Inn with folding chairs. And, uh, you know, it, it just uh, is is too standard and too expected. And I wanted to take dentists outside of the stuffy meeting room and I want to provide an educational experience that allowed the, the experience to just come alive. And that's what Ride and Learn and Race and Learn is all about. Well, I love this. And the reason why I love this is because it is a unique 
way of thinking about what we can offer. Many of us who are podcasters, a lot of us have consulting services that we do and coaching and things like that. And and I've even been thinking about doing some weekend seminar kind of kind of events. And you know, sure, I could come set up in a in a Holiday Inn as well, or some kind of conference center at a hotel, or I could do something unique. And I want to go back to Dan Miller's No More Mondays cruise that happened in February of 2011. I can't believe it was that soon uh, that it was, you know, just over a year ago because it seems like it was longer than that. But this was a cruise, a Caribbean cruise for seven days. And it was the, the, the conference that Dan Miller had on there was, you know, there are three or four days of, of all day conferences you know, when we were at, you know, when we are at sea and stuff like that. And there is something unique about getting away from it all, you know, getting into a different atmosphere that completely unplugs you, unlocks hidden creativity and 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 just an overall sense of well-being that comes from getting away and doing something exciting. Uh, and, and And for me, it made it so much easier to learn because I was so much more relaxed and engaged with the people because of these relationships from going on some of these, uh, you know, these, what do you call those excursions and stuff like that together. It's just a blast. I, I love that idea. Well, that's exactly what it, what it is. And I'll, I'll, if I can, if I may relay a story from one of our trips, uh, we've had the privilege of bringing some of the most notable speakers in dentistry. Many are also uh uh, motorcycle uh, riders and enjoy uh, enjoy racing cars. And uh, one of those is uh, Dr. Gordon Christensen. And that, that that's a name that might not mean much to you, Cliff, but uh, to my audience, he's, uh, uh, you know, he's a Dan Miller type uh, personality in, in, in our industry. Uh, or a Leo Laporte. How about that? Uh, he's a Leo Laporte type personality in, in our industry. Just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gentleman. And uh, anyway, Dr. Christensen, uh, here we were on in at, at uh, Yellowstone National Park. And uh, Cliff, have you ever had the privilege of, of going out and visiting Yellowstone National Park? Not yet. Well, put it on your to-do list. It is. Uh, you've got to take the kids out, take Stephanie out, and enjoy Yellowstone National Park because uh, it is absolutely spectacular. I mean, you feel like your head needs to be on a swivel, you know, just to take in all that grandeur and all that scenery. And here we are at Yellowstone National Park uh, with Dr. Gordon Christensen, who, by the way, Dr. Christensen, if he is speaking at a major industry conference, uh, he'll typically have a couple thousand dentists in the room. And so that's the normally the kind of audience that he might draw, you know, at at a, a major uh, industry conference. But here we are with a, a group of about forty of us, and in a, in a small group setting, able to enjoy this grandeur of the scenery all around us, and able to to break bread with Dr. Christensen, uh, you know, for four days. And what a wonderful experience! And I I just think it becomes one of those experiences to our guests that they'll remember the rest of their life. And how and, many and how many people were were there in Yellowstone? We typically have 20 bikes, 20 motorcycles. That's okay. the capacity of the tractor trailer rig. So we'll have 20 motorcycles and almost every doctor uh, will bring uh, a spouse or passenger. So a typical group size, we also bring a, uh, a sag wagon or a, uh, it's actually my uh, uh, pickup truck that uh, uh, pulls a, uh, a 12 foot enclosed trailer so they can bring all their luggage with them. They don't have to pack like they're uh, uh, trying to fit it into a saddlebag. Uh, and so we carry the, the support uh, truck with the uh, uh, trailer that carries all the luggage. So we'll typically have a group of about 40, 42 people, something like that. Uh, and uh, it's it's a small group type environment to, to experience uh, great educators and, and great scenery. And plus it's just a whole lot of fun, you know, Cliff, and, and you're such a wonderful example of that, that uh, I know your work is your passion and uh, I have to pinch myself sometime on these trips to realize that I'm actually working. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and this is, and, and I promise my audience out there that we'll get into the podcasting side of your story in just a moment. But to be honest with you, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of digging this, this line of uh, where our conversation has gone at this moment. And if you don't mind, I, I, I feel free to share what you will or won't. Uh, but I would love to know just how much, how much is your cost in putting something like that together? And how much do you charge a participant in, in a scenario like that? We, we've actually, uh, over the years, we've evolved our business model in that. And I have found that participating in these courses have provided so many residual benefits that we simply host these courses. We call them a club event. We call it the Ride and Learn Club or the Race and Learn Club. And we simply have all of our guests pay their direct expenses. So we actually provide that as a nonprofit, if you will, 
activity because I'm able to get so many residual benefits from putting on these courses and hosting these courses that I don't need the course itself to be a profit center, if you will. Did I explain that in a way that makes sense, Cliff? Yeah, you had me until about the last sentence um, <laughs> where, where you don't need to have a profit. But no, I, to- I, I totally get that line of thinking. So, so you're saying that, that honestly, for you, you're paying for your expenses to go on this and they're paying for their expenses. This isn't something right. that you come away and profit from directly from these 40 people. So you're, you're not charging, you know, you're not paying a certain X amount of dollars. And in return with what they pay, you're, you're getting X amount plus a, you know, a, a profitable cushion right. there for yourself. Uh, right. And that's evolved over the years. Initially, when we started it, uh, we started it as a, a, a for-profit a division of, of our company and we charge tuition and uh, we uh, were able to uh, make a profit from it. And we found though that as time went on that there were so many benefits, residual benefits. For example, uh, I would be invited to speak uh, from people that have had come on these courses. The, the, the kind of doctors that come on these courses tend to be very involved in the dental community. Uh, they tend to be the leaders uh, in, in the community. And uh, because of that, I would get so many opportunities to speak or, or the ability to pick up clients or the ability to sell product. We have educational product uh, as well. That uh, there were just so many benefits that we decided to simply host those uh, as a, uh, a community building event uh, and it's worked out fantastic uh, for us. So I'm a dentist and I want to go on a ride and learn. I pay for, you know, my own motorcycle rental, if you will, kind of directly to the to the organization there that's doing that. Um, and, and now do I pay for your course while I'm there? Or is that just something you tack on? No, nope. that's that's just something that we provide as a courtesy to those attending. And uh, we're able to get uh, some really fantastic speakers. Uh, the literally, it's a who's who in, in our industry that have come on these trips, and, they, and, and they're uh, not paid. They're not paid. They're unpaid. Uh, this is uh, uh, provided as, in fact, they they actually pay their own expenses. Uh, and uh, it's uh, one of the ways that uh, they get to go out and do something really fun uh, in in our industry and carry their passion for education forward. And however, I, I will emphasize though that the residual benefits allow me to continue to do those courses, uh, because certainly, uh, you know, it, as your own business is, it, it is a for-profit enterprise. Yes, <laughs> it is. Do, we do have to figure out how to get reimbursed, you know, for our time and activity. But I found that it it uh, it actually came back to me in so many different ways that uh, we decided it was a number of years ago that we switched the format uh, into a a what we call a club or a hosted event. Uh, where we simply host it and uh, uh, simply allow uh, guests to come on those courses at the direct cost uh, of their attendance. That's so interesting. You know, I, Gary, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind. Do you mind if I take us down a total side tangent and then come to your podcasting story? Oh, you bet. I'm having fun, Cliff. All right, because you're blowing my mind here with this idea. Because <laughs> I'm going to share something that's behind the scenes. My wife probably killed me for sharing this because... She told me that we probably shouldn't share all these details, but here's the deal. We have a community cruise that's happening in uh, in the summer of 2013, and this is something that we've been wanting to do for a long time. We, you know, we've got probably about 80 or so people who are committed to coming on this thing, and that's that's a significant number of people. And, you know, with the Dan Miller No More Mondays cruise, it was in February and it was an amazing ship, the Celebrity Solstice. And one of the things that I know is that by getting people to come on to the cruise, I made a commission. So I I actually had some people that came onto the cruise and as a result, I had some extra spending money on this cruise. And I know that, you know, for somebody like Dan to put on this cruise... Not only, you know, he gets enough people, there, there's a good chance that he the, the cruise isn't going to cost him any money at all. And that's pretty typical from what I've been told from people who put on, you know, these kind of cruise events. Have you right. heard of anything like that? Oh, a- absolutely. In fact, uh, the, the cruise, uh, cruise and learn uh, in, in our industry has been something that uh, has been fairly common uh, going back you know, a number of years. Right. And and that is typically the format that's done. Well, uh, typically the, the organizer or the host uh, receives some financial remuneration or benefit from from putting on the event. So so here I am, you know, I, I have a pretty significant community with gspn.tv and also Podcast Answer Man, which, you know, as far in my mind, they're the same. Although I don't think that I mentioned GSPN enough in Podcast Answer Man productions and stuff. But anyway, 
here's here's the thing. I have a sizable community, and one of the things that we got into is we we determined that the best time for us to go was the it just happened to be the most popular week for cruising in the world. It happens to be when everybody's out of school and it's the most expensive time to cruise. And when it came down to it, there's really only like three or four choices for us to choose the week that we wanted to go. And one of them was a really, really run down old ship that, to be honest with you, I saw a video on YouTube and I'm thinking to myself, that looks like two air mattresses sitting on the floor of that cabin. (laughs) I would not want my community sleeping in a cabin like that. And so so we determined that that wasn't right. And when it came down to it, we got all excited about going on this Disney dream cruise. You know, it's, it's, ah. a, it's a Disney cruise. Well, you know, we, we so we we decide we're going to start planning de- things down this route. You know, it's pro- it's one of the more expensive options out there. Uh, but the thing is, is we get an amazing cruise. We, I mean, everybody knows that Disney gives you the Disney experience. And right. all of this stuff. And of course, that's really what I wanted for my community. I really want them to come away and say, wow, I know that every penny I spent on that cruise was well worth it. From the from the the mattress on my you know bed all the way up to the TV entertainment system, to the meals, to the time. Everything was just amazing. That's what I want them to walk away with. Turns out that after we get into the planning process, it's like, oh, just one thing, though. There's no benefits to having a large group. <laughs> there's no <laughs> there's no free births, there's no free this, there's no this, there's no kickback here. And then all of a sudden, I found myself in this position where like, wow, that really stinks because honestly, I was in a position if I go for the cheaper ship, um mm-hmm. and and of course the cost to those who would sign up is even a lot less expensive. There's no question in my mind with just 50 people, my entire family of 5 would cruise for free. But with the Disney Cruise Line, it's, you know, when I consider air travel and the entire cruise for my family of five, I'm looking at somewhere between five to $7,000 out of pocket. And if I market this thing correctly, I could have over 100 people on this cruise. And I get no financial benefit from doing that <laughs> at all. And and so, so Gary, given what, because I'm all about the residual benefits, you know, I, I give away a ton of stuff for free and, and stuff like that. But can you can you can you find a way? Can you communicate to me that Cliff, go for the Disney dream. Don't look to profit. Don't look to charge anybody for the conference. Go ahead and and go ahead and reserve some rooms on the conference. Don't charge anybody for it. But tell them that you're going to put on a, a podcasting. You know how to build a com- online community around your podcast conference. And don't charge anybody. Just let them pay. You don't profit. Yes, it's going to even cost you directly to pay for it. Tell me why I should do that, given what you've said. Just try to convince me. I can do that without hesitation, and and here's why. You taught me this. (laughs) I know. I know I did. (laughs) This is one of those things where I do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) But but Cliff, uh, and and what I mean by that for our listeners is, uh, Cliff, you're you're such a wonderful example of uh, giving and providing content uh, to your community. And think about what the uh, experience will be for your guests because, um, you know, as, as wonderful as the, the new media and uh, opportunity to share information is, there, there still is nothing like being able to meet face-to-face. Yes. And your cruise is going to give your community an opportunity to meet face-to-face and spend quality time with you, spend quality time with your family. And I would politely suggest that uh, you'll be paid back many, 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 many times over by uh, arranging this and by thinking enough about your community to do it in a first-class way. Yeah. Uh, and it's similar in, in, in our, when we do our ride-to-learn courses and race-to-learn courses. Uh, there's no roughing it here. We, we, we stay at <laughs> the highest quality properties that we can possibly stay at. We have our meals at the best restaurants. Uh, we absolutely everything's done in a first class manner because that's how I want to represent my company and my work. Uh, and there's there's no penny pinching or scrimping, you know, in that. And there's probably a certain percentage of 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 the dental universe that uh, isn't interested in that because of that. Um, but uh, I, more people are interested in in uh, treating themselves to a special experience. Yeah, and so. How I would answer your question is to uh, do what you've taught so many pe- other people to do, which is to give back uh, freely and, and generously, and it will come back to you in spades. And it's been, it's, I, 
our work is such an example of that. And I can point to uh, so many different examples of how that work, in, the work that we do in Ride and Learn, the work we do in Race and Learn, uh, has been able to be, I've been able to monetize it in other ways. Yeah. And you've got so many different opportunities uh, that you're doing that are exciting, uh, that represent ways to monetize your work, that this particular cruise uh, may be an opportunity for you not to pursue it with a monetary benefit because of the the residual benefits, if you will, that will come from that. Yeah. You've been talking to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, well, this, now, this is great stuff. And this is why I'm so thankful that this got into this interview. Because this is the way, you know, this the same thing happened when it came to my learn how to podcast one on one video tutorial series. You know, you you've you've gone through A to Z, so you know the the time, energy, and effort I put into my digital products. Well, that was the example I was going to use, Cliff, because I I remember, uh, uh, you know, and I listen to podcast Answer Man, you know, faithfully. It's my my morning workout uh, accompaniment while I'm working out at the gym. I'm an early morning guy. I'm at the gym at four forty five, and uh, I have you on the headset uh, as as I'm working out in the gym. And I remember when you announced your your podcasting, uh, you know, A to Z. It, it, originally, it was a uh, a webinar and a a, a training uh, opportunity. Is that correct? When you initially announced it and there was tuition involved mm-hmm. initially, but I remember that before you launched it, you made an announcement and, and you said you've decided to offer this at no charge. I think you're talking about the podcasting 101. Podcasting 101. Yeah, correct. I'm d- sorry. Different I, than I, I, A to Z. Wrong. A to Z is still charged. Right. I just right. want to make sure that one's clear, but no, <laughs> yeah, no podcasting uh, 101. Absolutely. 101. Right. It's going to be, but I remember when you, when you originally announced podcasting 101, there was going to be a modest tuition involved uh, for, for the uh, training for the webinar. Yep. And then you, you changed it and, and you changed it because you felt like you wanted to be able to reach more people yes. and, uh, and you wanted to remove the barrier uh, for it and uh, to make it more accessible and, and, and more available. And, and that was, by the way, that was one of uh, Mitch Joel's uh, message in uh, six pixels, pixels of separation, which was to provide content uh, and provide much of it uh, at, at no cost. Uh, and that's something that I've evolved my own business uh, to over the last uh, 18 months uh, is uh, providing content uh, that is is either uh, no cost or very low cost to be able to help more people in the community. And uh, I think you're a wonderful example of that. And uh, I think your, uh, uh, your cruise might be a way to uh, incorporate that line of thinking for that type of event. Well, it, it certainly has solidified it in my mind. And that was the direction that I was leaning. I, sometimes you just need some other people to come along and say, you know what, I've done this. And yeah, it, it, it costs money to, to put something like this together. And and, and stuff like that. But trust me, it, it, it's not a cost. It's an investment. And sometimes you just need to be reminded of how much of an investment things can be. So let's right. get in. Let's get back to your your podcasting story, because I, I so you went through A to Z. But one of the things that I find interesting is that you you have a podcast. It is a great podcast. You've got 12 episodes online already, but you're not producing it yourself. How did how did this come about? <laughs> well, uh, you know th- how <laughs> this is, this is where, uh, this, the story, uh, uh, takes a little bit of a turn, a little bit of a twist. And, and I think the story may be of, of interest to, uh, to your listeners, Cliff. So I took your podcasting A to Z course and, uh, absolutely knew how, and, and I want to emphasize that, that at the end of that course, uh, my daughter, uh, who's a, a sophomore in college at University of Arizona, Alexi and I had all the information we needed. Uh, to start producing our own podcast. And I set a deadline. Uh, I'm, I'm very goal-oriented, uh, you know, as I know you are, Cliff, and I, and I set uh, some goals and I set a deadline. And the challenge that I had was that I was introducing new content to my community, a, a written blog, an audio podcast, and yet still doing my full-time day job, you know, still running my consultancy. Uh, which at times it's it's literally an 80 hour a week job, and I'm not exaggerating, Cliff. There are yep. times where where that's an 80 hour a week job. I'm I speak almost every Friday, uh, uh, somewhere around the country. I'm I'm lecturing at an industry conference almost every Friday. Uh, I have uh, uh, clients all over the country. Have a team that I work with of coaches, and so I'm putting in my 60 to 80 hours a week uh, running my business, which is my business model, my profit model, and at the same time trying to produce this new content. And I found that I kept pushing back my deadline. 
my deadline to launch the podcast. Uh, at first, it was November 1st. And then I said, well, no, then November 15th. Then I said December 1st. And it was bothering me that these deadlines were passing and I hadn't yet published my first episode. And so I decided that I would go a different uh, a route. And uh, that's where I uh, uh, worked with uh, Andy Traub, uh, who I uh, originally met through the uh, the unofficial Lynchpin podcast. And uh, I loved his approach on, on uh, your Business Tech Weekly uh, uh, podcast. And uh, I actually hired uh, Andy to be my host, uh, to be my uh, podcast show host. And by doing that, I was able to take it uh, from someday I'm going to launch a podcast to doing one now. And the main reason why I did that was to launch my podcast and to begin to get the benefits of having a hot podcast sooner. I simply didn't want to wait any longer. Absolutely. So basically, Andy records everything on his end. He schedules that time with you and potentially a guest that you'll bring onto the show. And Andy's got all the recording equipment set up. He's got everything all figured out as far as audio levels and audio clips and and putting all the music in the front and in the end of the show. You don't have to worry about any of that. Andy even Andy's voice is even the first voice you hear as the host of the show. It is. It is. He comes in and then he introduces you that this is your podcast. The two of you have a little bit of uh, time to talk with one another. And then oftentimes you'll have a guest on the show, right? That's right. That's right. And then it's... So I was able... Yeah, go well, ahead. I was able... I was able to really focus on what I think is the best way to leverage my skill and ability, which is to organize the content uh, of the shows and and to line up my guests. Uh, one of the things that I've been able to develop over the last 30 years in this profession is, is a wonderful um, relationship capital, if you will, uh, Cliff. These are people that are leaders in our industry that I've developed fast friendships, uh, you know, over the last uh, 30 years. And and I have a wonderful group of, of, of authorities that are, that are very good friends. And uh, I simply call them up and invite them to be on the Thriving Dentist Show. And uh, then we do a, uh, an interview that involves uh, Andy and, and myself as, uh, you know, Andy as the host, uh, myself as uh, uh, I, what would you call me, Cliff? I guess I, uh, I am the creator I would, of the I, podcast. Yeah, I, I would say that, uh, you know what? I would actually consider Andy to be your producer. There we go. And I would say that actually Andy would be a producer and would be, a, I guess you guys would be in a co-hosting role. So both, sure. the, both, both of you would seem to be the hosts of the show or co-hosts of the show. It's like, you know, he's, he, he's, you're Kelly Ripa and he's Regis Philman. There we go. <laughs> can we switch that? Can, can, sure. I be, can I be Regis? There you go. <laughs> so Andy is is your Kelly Ripa. There we go. There like we it. Go. All right. There we go. Well, there's been other benefits too, uh, Cliff. The, the main the main reason why I chose to go uh, with with a producer using the terminology that you just suggested, I think that's a good way to describe it, was that it would simply allow me to launch the podcast sooner. And you know, Cliff, I kept hearing from you uh, that there are so many benefits to, to podcasting. And I believe those in my heart, especially after studying and, and, and listening to people like Mitch Joel and, and others and knowing that there were just so many benefits to this that I just wanted to get the content out there sooner. I wanted to get out. And, and I do want to emphasize to our listeners that I have all of the knowledge uh, to produce my own podcast. Thanks yep. to you, Cliff. <laughs> I have all that knowledge. Uh, I, I I know what to do. I, I I know that it's important to uh, you know have it hosted on on Lipson and and uh, to uh, uh, have it on iTunes. And I I know all that. Know how to do that through the t- wonderful tutorials that you've provided. However, I didn't have the time to do that and run my sixty to eighty hour a week job uh, and add that to the workload because it was going to be me that did that. And and so at some point I had to decide how's the best way to leverage myself. And I felt like the best way to do that was to uh, work with Andy to be the producer. And literally, it was a week after I contacted him uh, that we uh, uh, recorded the very first podcast. So um, where do people find your show? I know it's The Thriving Dentist, I, and I can see that it forwards to the tacticslearningcenter.com. Uh, but do you right. have a like a, a vanity URL for the podcast? You know, we do own it. We uh, thanks to your suggestion, uh, we we do own uh, Thriving Dentist Show uh, URL. However, right now we host that on my uh, website, which is Tacus Learning Center. Uh, I should spell Tacus. It's a little different spelling. T A K A C S 
uh, tacuslearningcenter.com. And uh, it is on iTunes. Uh, it is available for subscription on iTunes. Again, thanks to your guidance and, and your suggestion. And, and that's how most of our listeners find it, is on iTunes. Although they do also find it through uh, promotion and, and, and uh, direction to my website. Um, but it's just been, uh, it has so far exceeded my expectations in terms of just how wonderful the world of podcasting is. And, and by the way, uh, Cliff, I, I deliberately chose audio. Uh, and I know you've uh, debated uh, and and discussed with others, including with Leo Laporte, uh, the different formats that are available. And I deliberately chose audio for precisely the reasons that you talk about. Uh, and, and that is that it's accessible. It's so accessible. You know, Dan, imagine my, my uh, uh, podcast is all about how to help dentists develop profitable, enjoyable practices, uh, how they can develop a thriving practice in, in any economy. So my listeners are dentists uh, and and their team members. Uh, I like to call them team members as opposed to staff. So it's the, the doctors and their team members. And uh, they're driving to work in the morning. They can listen to the podcast. They can download it to the listening device, listen to it as they're driving to work. They can listen to it while they're working out. They can listen to it uh, when they're flying to a conference. And it's so convenient. You know, it's difficult. I, I, one of the other areas of my background that you know, Cliff, but I'll share with our listeners, is that although I'm not a dentist, I do own a dental practice uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona. I do own a dental practice, and it serves as our learning and teaching laboratory. It's it's a working, pra- it's a thriving dental practice right here in in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I know how difficult it is to get my team together. Uh, we're a team of, of uh, doctor and six team members, so including myself, there's eight of us. I know how difficult it can be to get eight of us to sit down and watch a video, for example. However, in an audio format, if I listen to something that I'm really excited about, I can listen to it. I can digest it. I can then share it with one of my team members that can listen to it as she's driving to work the next day. And it's just such a wonderful format. And uh, I'll tell you, anybody, you know, and I know you jokingly uh, will will talk about how Leo Laporte has said that uh, uh, that podcasting is dead, <laughs> and it's live and well, at least in my world, it is. And and this is somebody talking who number one had no idea what a podcast was one year ago, and has only recently released twelve ap- episodes, and you already feel this way. Oh, Cliff, I, I, like I said, it's so exceeded my expectations. Uh, as you know, uh, uh, because we have the show uh, uh, hosted uh, on, on Libsyn, uh, we're able to ob- ob- obtain metrics and data uh, from it. And I took a look at some of the data before our, uh, our call today, and uh, I was uh, just so uh, humbled uh, to learn that the show has been downloaded to dentists in 45 countries. That is amazing. Uh, uh, 45 countries. And uh, it's just so uh, amazing to me uh, that uh, it's received uh, that uh, that kind of volume. And the sheer download, uh, the download volume has astounded me uh, in terms of, of what's uh, – uh, you know what the 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 byproduct of of the show has been. My whole reason for producing the show is that I want to help more dentists. Um, you know, it's it's a challenging profession. It's a challenging. They they have to manage the clinical side. They have to manage the business side, uh, and it's so challenging. And I wanted to provide content that would be able to allow me to help more dentists. And uh, the show has uh, eclipsed that goal many many times over. Even just twelve shows into it. And uh, it's just very exciting. The other thing is just on the personal side, Cliff, I get to talk to, uh, as part of the podcast, I get to talk to some of the most interesting people in dentistry, you know, as part of the podcast. And, and I would do it just for that, just to, uh, for my own benefit of being able to talk to some of the most interesting people in our industry. Absolutely. Uh, I, I have one other big question for you, and I hear this a lot as far as when it comes to people who have objections to creating and launching a podcast when I'm at these conferences and stuff like that. And I say, yeah, well, I'm going to do a blog because to be honest with you, nobody really understands what a podcast is. Nobody knows what this stuff is. So, so Gary, this is, this is my question for you. I'm talking to somebody who one year ago had no clue what a podcast was. None. No clue. Didn't have no no clue whatsoever. And, and, and the, and by the way, prior to you learning the technology had been around for at least five years, if not just a little bit more than that. And and so this technology has been around for five years. You had no clue what it was. And then you learn now you're creating a podcast and you want to reach dentists. Now, how I mean, and, and here's what other people will say. And, and, and I would love to hear what you would say to somebody else who, who might want to create a podcast. But they would say, well, my target audience are dentists. And to be honest with you, 
T- dentists are pretty big into technology, but I just have a feeling that most of them have no idea what a podcast is. What would you say to those people? Oh, what I would say is they would they will be pleasantly surprised by the the way that the content will be distributed once they create it. Uh, you know, the key is in in creating valuable content, creating valuable content that your your audience wants to listen to. Uh, and if you'll make the commitment to do that, to create valuable information, information that is is just you know undeniably valuable, that will provide immediate take-home information that they can use, uh, then listeners will flock uh, to it. And uh, I think I'm a good example of that because uh, you know as you indicated, it was only a year ago that I discovered the wonderful world of podcasting myself, and and from there went on to uh, you know to produce my own. And uh, it it's just. It's been such a wonderful experience uh, to realize uh, that we're able to help people, uh, you know, able to help people. And in my case, I didn't really think ahead of time the international ramifications of of what I was doing. I I was really thinking more along the lines of of, of here in the U.S. Uh, However, when you think about it in in my industry for just a minute, um, English is the professional language uh, of choice worldwide. Um, I know this when I lecture. I've done quite a bit of lecturing internationally, uh, Cliff. And, and uh, when you're lecturing, one of the things that, that uh, the conference providers will do is provide you with a simultaneous translator. So, for example, if I'm lecturing in Germany, uh, they'll provide a, a translator who has uh, headphones on. And they'll listen to what I'm saying and simultaneously, this must be a very difficult job, by the way, but they'll simultaneously translate in German to any of the audience that wants to hear it in their native language. And just to give you an idea, when I'm lecturing, say, in in, in Germany, um, as I've done in the past, only about 5%, maybe 7% of the audience is wearing headsets, which would tell me that. 95, you know, 92, 93, 95% of the audience uh, is fluent enough in English to be able to understand your content, you know, in English. Yeah. And uh, so it's just astounded me to realize and humbled me, frankly, to, to realize that the podcast has been downloaded uh, to uh, to dentists in, in 45 countries. And, and many of the, many of those countries are third world countries where they, they might be young dentists early in their career where they're trying to establish some, some knowledge and, and some information to be able to help others. And I just feel very grateful that I'm able to uh, – uh, to reach an audience like that and to use podcasting as that format. And uh, I, I count myself very blessed and very fortunate to uh, uh, to be able to play that role. And one of my favorite things, Gary, is that I would venture to say that maybe 30 to 60% of your audience that downloads your podcast, you're the very first audio podcast they ever listen to. I'll I'll take I'll, I'll take that uh, that information at face value, Cliff. I would I would believe that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it's just been uh, like I said, it's it's been fantastic. Uh, I've uh, received speaking engagements uh, from uh, listeners. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, just last week, I received a speaking engagement from Jamaica um, for the uh, Jamaican Dental Association. I'll be speaking there next year. I received a speaking invitation uh, f- uh, for the UK uh, next year that came as a result of someone listening to the podcast. Um, also received uh, a speaking invitation to uh, Thailand. Uh, I'll be speaking at a uh, dental conference in Thailand next year as a result of uh, the uh, someone having found me uh, on uh, via the podcast. And so it's allowing me, it's really allowing me to serve my mission, which is to help more dentists uh, uh, develop a practice that's as profitable, enjoyable as possible. And, and uh, I couldn't imagine uh, now, uh, now that I have uh, podcasting in my skill set and in my repertoire, I couldn't imagine doing business without it. It's just such a wonderful business tool. And I know I'm preaching the choir with you, Cliff, because you know that so well, and you've inspired so many others. Uh, but certainly in my niche business, I couldn't imagine uh, uh, running my business without without the podcast. It provides uh, so many. Uh, unique benefits and unique connections uh, that simply couldn't be uh, uh, couldn't happen another way. Well, Gary, I really value your time and and thank you for coming on to the podcast Answer Man and sharing uh, with our community here just how pan- podcasting has benefited you. Also, for the valuable insights about those uh, ride and learn, the drive and learn, <laughs> and all the other, the, and the, now the cruise and learn, and and all this other amazing stuff, Gary. It's been very valuable to have this conversation. I just want to say thank you for joining me. 
Well, Cliff, it's it's my pleasure, and and uh, again, I want to take a minute and thank you. You've been such an inspiration uh, to me, and uh, thank you for your giving spirit and uh, just your your wonderful uh, uh, spirit of of helping. Uh, I it it has been uh, uh, so helpful to me, and and so much so appreciated. Uh, you, as you know, I, there's been different times that I've. Uh, 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 had to reach out for a question, uh, and and you've been very uh, very prompt to reply and and get me back on the path, and uh, I just uh, can't thank you enough for that. It's my pleasure. Thanks a lot, Gary. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast Answer Man. I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I know I certainly am going to go away with full confidence in the direction that I'm. I knew I should have gone, and I should have listened to my wife. She knows best about the future of the GSPN community cruise and what we're going to do there. More information about that coming soon. Hey, you know what? With today's guest, you know, normally I would go and tell you to check out his podcast. And you know what? Business principles, success principles are easily transferable from one business to the X. So I would encourage you to go check out thrivingdentistshow.com. But if dentistry just isn't your thing, you know, there's a great way we can help spread the word of podcasting around the world. Next time you go see your dentist, why not tell them about thrivingdentistshow.com? And uh, it's a great way to, like I said, you, they're always looking for something to talk with you about uh, just randomly every now and then anyway. So bring it up. That'd be great. Anyway, uh, real quick, I want to say thank you to those of you who have used my Bluehost affiliate links. On my site, uh, todayshomeremedies.com this week, Kyle Bida, or Bida, I, I'm not sure how you pronounce the last name, Kyle, but it's K-Y-L-E-B-I-E-D-A.com and metalmoment.com. All three of those folks used my affiliate link just in the past seven days. And folks, as you know, I get a generous commission when you sign up using... Uh, for hosting using my Bluehost affiliate link, and I really appreciate it. And also, I'm going to end this show by telling you that I am so excited about the fact that I am in, I am just full swing on setting up the podcasting track for the Blog World and New Media Expo. I am talking to some pretty significant uh, people in the early days of podcasting. And it looks like we're going to see a great turnout there. And not only that, but some great sessions and topics and titles that I'll be announcing very soon. In fact, one of the things that I'll be doing is I'm going to be creating a separate podcast just for the podcasting track of the Blog World and New Media Expo to keep people informed as people are signing up as speakers, as we nail sessions down onto the grid, we will be telling you what those are so you'll know what to expect, what to what sessions you definitely want to attend when you come to Blog World. It's going to be amazing. And I hate to tease you. No, I don't. I, I don't mind teasing you, but I don't I really wish I could tell you everything. I thought I knew a lot of exciting things happening coming up and changing with Blog World in the very near future. But yesterday I had another conversation, an hour-long call with Rick Calvert, and I learned even more. And my friends, you definitely want to come to Blog World NYC. Major announcements coming. And I'll tell you what, this podcast that I'm going to be creating, Rick's going to be on the first episode. We're going to be scheduling that, I think, probably for next week to be recorded. I'm going to try to drag out some of that information earlier than the NYC event. We'll see what I can do. God bless you all. We'll be back again next week. Talk to you then.